Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions. Welcome to the Managing Madrid Podcast. This is your host, Kian Sobani. In a moment, I'm going to be joined by John Dillon of Bavarian Football Works to help preview the Bayern Munich game. But um, just a quick housekeeping thing. A lot of patron questions are, are in. We're not going to answer them tonight because we're going to answer them tomorrow on a separate podcast. So basically, we're giving you guys a bonus episode. We're going to do Monday tonight and then one Wednesday for our patrons so three episodes in one week for y'all because we love you okay without further ado this is your Manager Madrid podcast preview of the Champions League with John Dillon of Bavarian Football Works let's go Hello and welcome to the Managing Madrid Podcast. This is your host, Kian Sobani, and we are joined on a Sunday to preview what is going to be a very much anticipated game against Bayern Munich, but not only anticipated and hype, but also surely going to be gut-wrenching, because it always is against Bayern. To help me break this down is John Dillon of Bavarian Football Works, Bayern Munich, our SB Nation's Bayern Munich website. John, how are you doing? And welcome back to the show. Thank you, and thanks. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Almost a year ago to the day we yeah, did just this about. to set it up from last season. And um, it's it's still terrifying to play against you guys a year later. So congratulations yeah. on that. <laughs> Likewise, the feeling is mutual. Um, a, quite a bit has changed um, since last season. So I, I, was, I, I spent, uh, I think it was Tuesday or something. I don't remember when it was now. I wrote a column and, and I was kind of just previewing the game and I actually went back and I watched the two legs from last year and I was looking at all the cool things that some of the things I missed, some of the things I relived and revisited. There's going to be a lot different f- from your perspective just out of necessity because you, well, one, you have a different coach. You have probably have a better system. I think Hankis has gotten a lot more out of this team and the resources he has than Carlo did. And But now you also have a bunch of injuries. So... Give us the update with all your injuries and what you think is, what are the dominoes of of those injuries? Who's going to start? Who's going to slide in and all that? Okay, sure. Yeah, injuries have not been very kind to us um, this season, although we've been able to fall back on some veterans who have been surprisingly healthy. I guess the point to begin with is um, Manuel Neuer. Um, Manuel Neuer... As you, as you remember, fractured his foot in the match against um, Real last year. Did rehab all through the summer. Played. Wow, I didn't realize that was from that stemming all the way back to the game against us, eh? Wow. Yeah, all wow. the way back, all the way back. So he he rehabbed. He came back. He played in just a 
handful of games at the very beginning of the season and then refractured the same the same bone. So they've um, had to fit a metal plate in his foot. He's been doing his rehab. They're being twice as cautious, going very slowly. And there's been speculation that he might not even make it to the World Cup, although I think that Yogi Löw and the, the German um, Football Association want to make sure he, he comes. As they'll, for they'll Bayern, take him, uh, yeah. he's, he's out. So, um, so Madrid doesn't have to worry about him. Taking his place has been our, our second goalkeeper, um, Sven Olreich, and he's arguably been the player of the season. He's, he's stepped up. He, his first games under Carlo Ancelotti were horrifying. Um, he lacked confidence, made a lot of mistakes. But really, since the Pinecus took over, he's just transformed into a world-class keeper. It's been, it's been incredible. So Neuer is out, but our second keeper has been phenomenally good surpassing all expectations. So that's that's one thing where Bayern are less concerned. Another major injury um, is Kingsley Coman. Uh, he is, um, I think, 20, 21, 22. He didn't play very much under Ancelotti. Um, Ancelotti consistently favored Ribéry. Under Heinkes, he became more or less the, the regular starter on the left wing. He's incredibly fast. His finishing has improved. His crosses have improved. But he uh, he injured his um, he seriously injured his knee, and he's been out pretty much the, the whole latter half of the season. He won't be back in time for the Real Madrid games, although he may be back by mid March if we're still in the game by then. So that his injury is particularly problematic because of Bayern's. Um, I don't know if you call it a failure or a decision not to sign additional wingers. As you know, they let Douglas Costa go to Juventus Turin. He's turned around and been playing great for them. He's been good. But he's been really good. Yeah. I, I wish they had kept him. He but, was in the second leg in the Bernabeu against them. Um, every time he had the ball, he basically just carved through us. <laughs> and he was just terrifying to play against. Yeah. Yeah. He had some. He had a period of really bad form in Munich. I think things were difficult for him personally, and um, it just it just didn't gel. But his when he was fresh, he's just amazing. And um, and Bayern are missing that right now. They kept they kept Coman, but Coman is injured, and that leaves us really literally with only Frank Ribery and Arjen Robin, both of whom are 34, 35. I, I feel so bad for you, John, that you're you're you only have Robin and Ribery in your team. This is this is such a devastating news. I'm really sorry to hear this. But it's, it's yeah. The, the, <laughs> it's been up and down. <laughs> I mean, let's let's go back though. If you I mean, wouldn't have wouldn't it have been a bit overkill if you kept everyone cuz you have Commons a big loss. But yeah. to think of your insurance as Robin Ribery, I mean, Muller's not a traditional winger, but he'll he'll kind of play on the right a bit and he'll he'll, he'll play that role. Ham is not a traditional winger, but he can play there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his best seasons of his career was at Monaco on the right wing. Like, if you had kept everybody, you may have had the same problem that we had with James last season. Yeah. Where he had too many, too many bodies for too few positions. Yeah. Well, the decision was to, to keep, to keep them on. They were playing. It, it was, it was the, 
the impossible situation where they're they're aging, but they're obviously still playing well enough to to make them desirable to keep. And of course, Bayern is is famous for its its loyalty. And with Frank Ribery and Arjen Robin, they are they are the veterans. They are you know, in many ways the the heart of the team um, for for a long time now. So there are a lot of factors that went into that decision. Mm. Um, so right now we're in the it's Ribery is basically our default left wing, and he, I am 100% certain that unless he gets injured, he'll start. The right wing is where things get get questionable. Robin has been in really bad form lately. He he's lost a step. He hasn't. I don't know if he's done a, a classic Robin. You know, the, the cut inside and shoot into the corner. He, he he tries, and he ends up you know running into a, a defense and then has to pass on the ball. And that can that can cause you know confusion and chaos in its own way, and is is a, a valuable thing in itself. But it's not it's not really what you want from your right winger. So Bayern, they may start him, and I and this is something that we're debating too over at at Bavarian Football Works. Will Heinkes start Robin, or will he put Thomas Miller on the right wing, which is I think is where Miller played the, when we won the Champions League against um, Borussia Dortmund as a, as a right winger, also because of the different problems. Um, and Miller plays on the right wing for the German national team. So he's, you know, he's not a traditional winger, but he can make goals happen from that position. We don't know, we don't know though, whether Heinkes will do that. And it, it also gets into Hamas. So at Bayern, Hamas has played a little bit on the left wing, but he's really shown through from a center attacking midfield position as a playmaker. Miller's the kind of attacking midfielder who likes to receive the ball and then take a crazy shot or, or get an assist. Hamas is the distributor and he's been phenomenal. His assists, his, his passing is just, just amazing. I, I really personally, I would start Hamas, put, put Miller on the wing, maybe have Robin come off the bench if, if we need him late in the match and let Ribery play in the match. But oh, we just we yeah. just don't... Yeah. Well, sorry to inter- interject, but um, <clears throat> I mentioned this to you on Slack, we were talking about it, that it seems crazy to me that you, like, as, as a Real Madrid fan, you go into Bayern and a player that you're generally scared playing against who is Arthur Robin, who's, for obvious reasons, historically he's to me, he's one of the greatest players of our generation. And I think it's crazy that we he may just come off the bench. And then and then you talked about his form this season. And then when I was going back and I checked and I watched the games from last season, I realized, which I didn't really fully realize at the time, I don't know, for whatever reason, um, maybe it was just because I'm just better at, at analyzing the game a year later or whatever, we mm. completely took him out of the game over the course of two legs and Zidane played narrow and I think that the idea of playing narrow against Bayern Munich against a team that is very good on the flanks um, yeah. and again it's unfortunate for you guys you don't have Coleman this time but um, for the for this particular game because he's been good but the kind of like the two things that Zidane did by playing narrow one is he was able to force Lewandowski to just be isolated so we we stayed narrow we put a body on him he wasn't there in the first leg he was there in the second leg and he only had one header and it was wasn't even close he was just too there wasn't any space for him 
And then Robin, he he didn't have any space to cut in and shoot. And that's his famous, like, you know, his go-to. It's his sweet yeah. spot. He cuts in and he scores. And it's like the, the classic FIFA goal. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and Zidane was able to kind of, he only had one or two shots in the second leg. And they were both blocked. And he just, and that was, and I was surprised about that when I went back and I watched it. So if you're asking me, now that I think about it from a Real Madrid perspective, I would probably rather have Roman in the lineup than face James, who brings a, a, a degree of decisiveness and unpredictability and yeah. versatility to your to your offense. I agree. I, I like it when James plays with Miller because both of them are X factors. They they roam very freely under Yapinkis. And I think that their respective qualities mesh really well. The other advantage is that with Thomas Miller running around, it's a lot harder to isolate Lewandowski. So you have to mm. to keep an eye on him at all yeah. times. And if you don't, then yeah, a player like Hamas, a player like Thiago can lob a nice little pass in there to him and yes, he turns it around for a shot or, you know, a a key pass and you can get burned that way. Um the other the other final injury of course is Vidal. And um, it's bitter for him in particular because I think of all of our players who are eager to show up and, and get back at Real Madrid, it's Arturo Vidal, um, who was also he was also upset when um, you guys beat Juventus Turin because yeah, that he was, was not happy. His former yeah. team, <laughs> but um, it's not to be. Um, he has had a they called it a loose body in his knee. Hmm. He had a. Um, they had to do a kind of um, minimal intervention, uh, a surgical intervention to remove it, but it had damaged some of his ligament. He is, he's done. They they said right off the bat he's done for the season. And Bayern usually try to be optimistic until um, until the doctors uh, you know nail it down for sure. But yeah, they were very up. <laughs> Vidal is a big blow for obvious reasons, and like especially under under Heikes, because yeah. He's, to- they have a history together. They played together at Leverkusen. Um, and Heinkes is one of those coaches who can really just tell Vidal how it is and Vidal better damn well listen yeah. or he, he'll be benched. Um, Heinkes really brought the best out of Vidal. He has, he has been phenomenal all season. So with Vidal out and you know, with our, our front line you know, varying, maybe James, maybe Robin, in the midfield, I think it's going to be Javi Martinez as, as the, the central defensive midfielder and probably Thiago Alcantara as a kind of number eight, even though that their numbers are opposite, actually. <laughs> um, Thiago wears six and Javi has eight. But um, I think I'm, I'm thinking that that's probably what Heinkes will do. Um, and he's, his lineup has, has shifted from a kind of 4-1-4-1 with um, with Javi as the center pivot, and on defense sometimes Tiago may drop back, and so it, it takes on the shape of a a four two three one, just depending on on you know what they're whether they're attacking or dropping back to the front. But um, that's my hunch is that that's the that's probably the lineup he'll roll out, and then the the big X factor is whether he starts James Rodriguez or Arjen Robin. Um. When I when I watch Vidal under Heinkes, the, the 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 two things that I kind of liked and I 
and I'm glad we're not facing him anymore. Although Javi Martinez and Tiago are two great players, it's, I don't think it's a huge drop-off. But uh, what Vidal brings to the table as a box-to-box player is is hard to deal with because in a game where there's so much emphasis from both teams on the flanks, Marcelo Carvajal, Kimmich has been fantastic this season. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Alaba in a second, but then you also have really good wingers. We have good wingers. And Vidal is very good at covering for the fullbacks if they if they go up, like whether it be Alaba or, or Kimmich, but particularly on the left flank. Especially Alaba. Yeah, yeah, especially Alaba. And then, so that, that helps you with some defensive security. And I think, but also like his darting runs into the box to meet headers or to join the attack are very difficult to deal with as well. And Javi Martinez is not that kind of dynamic player, but he's very sound and intelligent defensively to read the game. And Thiago was more of, a, I guess, a technical player in, in terms of he'll control the tempo, but he doesn't bring that threat on set pieces the way Vidal does. So I think overall, yeah. we're happy. I'm not happy that Vidal's injured, although some Madridistas will actually say that they are happy about his injury. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I, I wish him the best and I hope he recovers but I'm glad not to face him yeah. because of, for those reasons yeah. I think Thiago will have to step up and play that defensive part uh, Javi I mean, Javi played mostly as a center back um, until Heinkes sort of resuscitated his um, his role as a, as a defensive midfielder he's played there all season ever since and been, been great I'm not worried about him um, to re- to replace that kind of aggressive uh, running, pressing, and then you know, d- defense that Vidal brings, Thiago, Thiago can do it. It's it's interesting. Um, he has, of course, the reputation as a as a you know fancy technician, um, but he has some solid defensive chops too. He can. There are games where he'll he'll just make five six tackles, um, and it just kind of blows you away because you don't you don't expect it from him. I. My hunch is that he'll he'll be thrust into that role, especially with the need to cover Alaba or potentially Rafinha on the on the left flank. Um, it it comes down again to what what the coach what Heinkes decides to do with James because if he does not if he doesn't start James, then it will be Thiago usually who would play that kind of um, distributing playmaking role rather than Miller. Did you mention Alaba in your injury list or no? I didn't get to him yet, but he is. The, okay. He's the, yeah, he's the latest one, and we're really we're really broken up about this one. Yeah. Is so, he? Is it for sure, or is it? Doubtful? It's not yet for mm. sure. So Alaba has had Shiaka for the last you know, the last few weeks. Um, he didn't play against Hanover over the weekend, um, although Henkes probably would have rested him anyway. He. The, la- the latest status was from kicker Germany was that he had participated in practice. They're waiting to see whether that activity reaggravates the symptoms, and if it does, if he's unable to recover, then he won't start. Um, I would, I, I, I wanted to ask you some. I will come back to, I guess, the lineups and stuff. I'm curious to know, kind of, just bounce around and talk about some other things. How how long have you been a Bayern Munich fan for? Me yeah. since uh, gosh since um, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Okay, because I was curious to know 
what jarring memories or good memories you have of playing against us over the years. Um, because from, and I've gone back and I've, and I've actually, I wrote an article about this last year. And I went back and I, and I, and I revisited all of the, the games we played against each other since the turn of the century. And they're all just crazy. And <laughs> so if you started watching in 2005, oh, that gosh. did you, uh, so you had the Van Bommel, the, the FU goal in, in the Bernabeu. Yeah. Uh-huh. The second leg you had Roy Mackay scores in like 10 seconds or something because Roberto Carlos fell asleep. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2002, uh, sorry, 2012 was the most heartbreaking moment of our lives. Like for me, top two, it was between this and Figo missed a big penalty in, against Juventus in, in 2001 or 2002, 2003, 2003. Uh, but this one I think was even more traumatizing because we had really felt like we were going to make it. And then Schweinsteiger scored the winning penalty. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and then we had a bit of revenge with Ramos's doubleheader in in the Pep era. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's funny. The um, I mean, I, I'd say the pendulum has really swung in favor of Madrid in the last few the last few years, and that's that's weighing on on the minds of a lot of our fans and commenters on our site. Um, even when people look at your your position in the league and think, okay, you know, they've been kind of meh. In the yeah. Liga. but then in the Champions League, it's all bets are off, and uh, you know, obviously the way the way it went down against Juventus, you know, it's it's just it's uh, it's like trying to stop a train. It, it almost feels like I've been I've been curious. I want to ask you a question, if that's okay. Yeah, please. So how how do you feel about about your offense? Because I look at I was looking at your goal scorers, right? And I think Real have something like 25, 26 goals, but Ronaldo has scored 15 of them. <laughs> yeah. And the, the next highest, um, I, I don't know if it was Benzema or Marcelo, but the next highest is two. I so don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, the, the Champions League numbers, I mean, Ronaldo dominates them. He also dominates the league numbers. Bale is second in the league. Yeah, um, he has a good record for the the amount he plays. He scores a goal every 130 minutes, but hasn't been playing much and been out of position. Yeah. Um, but if your question, if you're what you're leading to or alluding to, is that what the hell happens if Ronaldo doesn't show up? The answer is we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, because that's he is 99 percent of our offense, and we have good creators, elite creators. I mean, like Modric, Asensio, Isco. Um, these guys are really at the top of the, the barrel in terms of creating key passes. Even Kroos from deep does a lot of amazing work to just get us in, in good positions. And Kroos is a sniper. Yeah, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, and well, we always have this question, um, what happens if Ronaldo doesn't show up, God forbid, mm-hmm. where, do the goal, where is the goal coming from? Especially when Bale is not really playing. Or not playing in a in a position that suits him because Benzema hasn't been scoring. Yeah. Um, do you and, think yeah. Bale will start, or do you think Benzema will start? I I understand women better than I understand Zidane, and I'll just say that <laughs> I don't. No one can predict what I, we talked a bit about this off air, but uh, 
he surprised us so many times in big games. And just when you think we know who he's going to start, he throws a curveball at you. Um, in the Classico, we started four central midfielders, put Kovacic to man Mark Messi mm-hmm. against PSG. Um, Bale sat on the bench. Uh, yeah. And so that was the first big game where we were like, oh, wow, Bale's healthy. You know, Bale is undroppable. And then he sits. And then uh, he didn't play at all a second in the second leg where we had Lucas Vasquez in a 4-4-2 with Asensio on the opposite flank. And then against Juve, yeah. um, in this, Bale started the second leg and him and Casemiro both came off at halftime, if you remember. Yeah. So then we're like, okay, well, when we, we're all just like, by, I, by the way, the Casemiro Asensio sub was, was really good just for tactical reasons. Bale, I thought was harsh that he took him off because I didn't think he was doing anything wrong in that game. And it was a like yeah. for like sub. But to answer your question, will Bale start? Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. I think I alluded to this off air. I think because Casemiro, Modric and Cruz are all healthy, um, those three will, will probably start, which means you can't really do a 4-4-2 in that situation. Go 4-3-3 or a diamond, which is more likely under Zidane, yeah. which, which probably just means Isco and Benz. But you never know. I don't know because Benz is, hasn't been um, a sure thing either because he didn't start uh, against Juve either. And that was the other one. And so so that's another one. We don't know. It could be Bale or Benz. Yeah. Was that helpful at all? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's it's good to get the context in the background. Yeah. I mean, Bayern's primary goal scorer is still Lewandowski, but we're much more balanced in terms of sharing the load. Um, you know, Miller has a, a few goals, James, and so on. It's you know, it's not all just one guy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we often talk about Zidane and like all of his options, but. Heinkes has a lot of options too and I think his versatility it'll be really interesting to see what he goes with because um, I'm sure he'll have a lot of breakdown of Real Madrid and how they play this season the film from last season will be interesting for him to watch I think it'll be a really tightly contested game and I I just I, I really would be so surprised if it's a blowout either way that's that's those are my feelings yeah well I yeah. I feel exactly the same way I mean we're all uh, anxious, you know. Real Madrid really brings it for the Champions League. Um, we wanna, we wanna beat you guys um, and do it the right way. And uh, yeah, it's just it's hard to overcome the, the the different injuries that that we've suffered. But our squad is really deep, and um, you know, we a lot of people just have confidence that Heinkes will will try to will field whatever the best lineup that we have so it's yeah <laughs> it'll be interesting for sure i'm i'd be surprised if james doesn't start and the only reason i say that is because if heinkes just takes a look at the track record of real Madrid and it's not a huge sample size by the way i mean there's two jarring ones one was morientes the other one was morata um knocking us out of the champions league that's on my radar but not that's kind of like a superstitious reason but the other reason is because James has, in his limited time, I think he's what started, or he's only played 17 games in the Bundesliga, but all of them he's been efficient. And he yeah. he leads the team. I think he possibly even leads the league. I had to check the stats. Um, yeah, he leads the league in key passes, 2.6 key passes per game. Um, yeah. And that's 
that's just constant curation in limited minutes. Like he just six goals, ten assists, um, only four starts. Exactly. Yeah. He's 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 a no brainer for me. Maybe yeah. he's not for Hankis, but he should be. I think. But who am well, I? I don't know. <laughs> I think. Yeah, this is this is the big debate over at Bavarian Football Works. I think our commenters are almost uni- universally in favor of starting Hamas. Yeah. Um, some of us on the staff are a little bit skeptical. Maybe maybe he'll start Robin. Maybe we should to to try to exploit the width. And you know, Robin hasn't been in great form, but he could still cause some havoc. But personally, personally, I think I think Hamas should start. <coughs> I just. Yeah. Well, with it and Hamez, you know, there was even a report the other day. He was the team had the day off, and he came back to the to the training complex to put in an extra shift just just because he wants to be ready. So if if Hamez has his way, um, he absolutely wants to start against Real Madrid. I think he has a lot to prove, and it would have a kind of poetic symmetry if he came up and put in a big game against against Madrid. Um, I'll put it this way: I think. Zidane will have more answers for Robin than he will have answers for James, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. very well put. Yeah. Um, I want to go back really quickly and just tell you some more jarring moments I've had against Bayern before <laughs> b- before 2005. Okay. <laughs> in in 2000, that was the that was kind of I started watching around 98, but. Uh-huh. 2000 was the first year we really were able to watch games on TV. And um, that was the year where we came fifth in La Liga and oh. and actually won the Champions League by some miracle. And we played you in the semifinals. And Nicolas Anelka, who had done nothing his entire season that season, showed up and scored two goals against you over two legs. <laughs> and then 2004... That was probably just right before you started watching. Was Zidane did this karate kick goal and in the yeah. second leg? Do you did you see that? I think I've seen it on replays. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and then Better we had... than a literal karate kick. But, um... Yeah. Uh, he so that was the winning goal, and then we advanced, and that was also a very heated game because uh, uh, Raúl and Guti got in a very heated exchange with Sami Kufour and. Uh, someone, someone else. I can't remember who it was. In also 2004, the first leg, Roberto Carlos scored that free kick, and it just goes under Oliver Kahn's hands, like it's one he should have had. Yeah. And he was talking a lot of shit before the game, so we were all so that Roberto Carlos really like really celebrated that goal. Um, <laughs> but the most jarring one I've had in a while, like, was. In 2000, uh, 2001, the year after we knocked you out, you, you got revenge on us. And it was a massive blunder for Iker Casillas, who El, Giovanni Elber, mm-hmm. he shoots from 30 yards. And it was a, a decent shot, but completely savable. And Casillas just lets it go underneath him. Yeah. And that was that was one of the moments that really ruined my childhood, so... Just wanted to let you know that. So, and and none of these have been blows. None of them. They're all they're just tightly contested, really heated, and I guess it's kind of a shame for a neutral that Vidal isn't there to kind of make it ignited a bit more. Yeah, no, yeah. he's such a fiery presence. 
it's funny in, in terms of jarring memories. The one that really that really still bothers me is the the Pep Guardiola massacre hmm. and the, the the four the four goals. I remember watching that, and um, the whole system just seemed to collapse, and yeah. uh, and was goal after goal, and um, it was it was really really stunning. He said he said apparently in afterwards he, that the players had wanted to play a certain way, and so he. He gave in to them, which I find kind of crazy, but that's what they say, and uh, it obviously didn't work. But um, that was sort of the beginning of the, I guess the the latest the latest chapter where Real has been so successful against Bayern. But we're hoping to turn that around. So. When if if Alaba can't go, will it be Rafinha? It won't be Bernat, will it? It will be Rafinha. I don't think so. I don't think it will be Bernat. Bernat's. Yeah. It's funny, Bernat played at left wing against Hanover on Saturday and was the man mm. of the match. He was outstanding. Mm. But at left back, he's been he's been terrible this season. I just we just don't know what's going on with him. He's he's a good player and he's but he, he has his limitations. Um at left back this season though, he's really been very inconsistent and uh, has has just given up stupid goals. Uh Rafinha, so our, our other another veteran, he's been on the team almost as long as Reverie and Robin, I think. He's been wonderful. I, I forgot, but he had come in um, as a left back a long time ago, and then for years he was he was Philip Lam's backup at right back, and now you know de facto he's also Kimish's backup. Um, with Bernat being injured and being in such horrible form, though, Rafinha has put in several shifts at left back, and really. He's been great. He's not he's not as big a, an offensive threat as David Alaba, but in some ways he may be defensively more sound. Mm. So there's a, there's a bit of a trade-off there. <clears throat> with if he's combining with Ribéry, then it becomes a bit of a problem because they just don't have quite the same chemistry. I mean, David Alaba and Ribéry are like brothers. Like mm. They they are really tight. Um, so if if Alaba isn't fit to play, then the Ribéry may give us a slight defensive edge over Alaba, who's who's so aggressive. Sometimes he he has a tendency to get caught out. I, I mean, my impression is that you guys think similarly of Marcelo. Is, is that is that fair? Um, I mentioned this in the Q and A I did with your 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 site um, that marcelo is one of the greatest offensive fullbacks ever like what he brings to the table offensively is is almost like unparalleled from that position because he's basically just an extra source of curation for us and ingenuity but we all fully accept that defensively he's just naive and and not good and that's kind of okay like we've accepted that we because we yeah. realize his offense trumps his defense however Zidane has yet to figure out a way to kind of mask it consistently. And that's, that part worries me. It's been a bit better in big games mm-hmm. um, where where Ramos and Varane usually turn up a gear. And Ramos does a lot of great work to help Marcelo like double up yeah. on the flanks. And and also like Asensio when he came on against Juventus at halftime for Casemiro when we kind of stretched the field. Asensio helped a lot from, you know, covering for Marcelo. So but yeah. it really depends what Zidane does and I think I guess the the tradition is with us that in smaller games in La Liga where we we just somehow get blown away and 
and we don't do anything right. Marcelo gets caught out a lot. In bigger games, that seems to be rectified. I don't know if it's just we're taking it more seriously. Maybe it's also because um, bigger teams and bigger games actually try to go at us a bit, and smaller La Liga teams go in a deep block and counterattack, so it's harder yeah. for us. So in a weird way, it's kind of easier for us to play in a in a semi op- more open game against Bayern than yeah. than you know someone in La Liga who will who will just bunker up. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's funny. It's it's very similar to to how it happens in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. against against certain teams that really fall back and park the bus. Yeah, um, you know, some people say that Joshua Kimmich's defense is also you know not quite not quite up to the same level as his offensive contributions. His his ability to, to provide assists has been has been really amazing. Um mm. he he'll run all the way up to the to the other goal line and and fire in an assist, um overlapping Robin or Miller if Miller's on the right wing. Um but again Kimish sometimes will be a little too slow to drop back and and can get that can cause problems too. So I'm sure with Ronaldo being primarily on the more on the left, that may be a weakness that Zidane might try to exploit. Um, no doubt. I think it'll be interesting to see. I guess how he like I, I think with Kimmich, he's he's quick, so he can get back quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose I guess the test for him, as is always with with any right back defending Real Madrid, is how do you deal with the overloads from Marcelo? Um, yeah. I agree. Kimmich is like he's not like the perfectly positioned defensive player, but he's quick, and I think he, because he he can push up, it'll be just interesting to see how either team reacts to each other in that situation because um, they're both very good offensively, and they're both defensively they're a bit suspect. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that how that works out. Um, before I let you go, can you give me a prediction? Oh boy! <laughs> Let's see. How can I make your your fans really mad? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's at the Allianz, um, and uh, our form has been really good. I'll say, I'll say, Bayern have a good defensive day and make it uh, two nothing. Two nothing for Bayern. Okay. Um, maybe we'll we'll save your second leg prediction. We'll do. Let's do a pod. I'm putting you on the spot, but let's. We should do a podcast after the second leg. Um, like before, right before the second leg to preview the second leg, and uh, we'll get your thoughts. Yeah, okay. sounds great. Um, John Dillon, uh, what's your? Uh, I was I was really hoping you wouldn't ask me. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say a narrow victory for us. Narrow victory. Yeah. Okay. With the the caveat that. I would not be surprised in the least if it's a draw or a loss either. That's that's how my, I'm so on the fence on this one. I'm, it's fifty-fifty. <laughs> well, what do you want? Okay, if you want me to give you a good, uh, solid prediction, just to give you something, I'm gonna so, say. I'm, not, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna go three-two for us. Three-two. That would be an entertaining match. Um, yeah. If the goal, if the score was reversed. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find your work, my friend? I'm I'm at uh, BavarianFootballWorks.com, mm-hmm. and um, that's where that's where we live. So. There's a lot of great pregame content, by the way. I was on there before recording, and I 
you guys put out a ton of post uh, pregame stuff already. So yeah, it's mutual. You guys do a great job over there. I read your I read your look into uh, Zidane's tactics as well. I also so, read yours. We use the same picture, but mine was a bit photoshopped. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. I, I ran out of time. <laughs> but um, yeah, respect to your artists. It was nice. Um, always a pleasure. I guess um, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll connect again. I'm sure we will like offline, but also let's try to do this again for the second leg. And, uh, and good luck. Thanks, thanks, John. Definitely. Good luck, and I, I hope it's a wonderful game. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions.